We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. If you use your mobile device and use your Bible on your phone, lift that. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10, and I win in Jesus' name. I want you to go to Jeremiah. I want you to get to Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20. need to be on 10. Go to Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20. Somebody say, I need to be on 10. So that is the best of the best. That's what God's desire for you this year is, to be on 10, experiencing the best of the best. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse uh, number, uh, you know what, let's look at verse number 7. We're going to look at it again. It says, O Lord, you have induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everybody mocks me. Say, he's going through something. He says, for when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted violence and plunder because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, in other words, he conspired eternally. He said, I'm not even going to make mention of God anymore. I'm going to speak his name anymore. But his word was in my heart, which means mine, like a burning fire shut up in my bones. Look at me, look at me, church. Jeremiah's in a breakdown. Say he's in a breakdown. And he starts conspiring to quit. And he starts saying stuff internally that starts to appease uh, his breakdown. He starts saying, you know what, I ain't going to do that no more. And I ain't going to do that no more. And I ain't going to do this no more. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that. You know what, I'm sick of this. And I ain't going to take this. And I'm digging it up. He starts saying all this stuff internally. But as he starts saying that stuff internally, he says, but God's word was in my mind. It was like a fire that was shut up in my bones. And I was weary of holding it back. And watch what happened. He couldn't do it. Touch your neighbor and say, you've come too far to give up now. You cannot break down. There's a fire on the inside of you that won't let you break down. In Jesus' name. Well, I, I says, well, I says, <laughs> well, I says, look at verse 10. He said, for I heard many mocking on every side, report they say, and we were reported. All my acquaintances, notice he didn't miscategorize them because he knew the people around him wasn't for him. They were just around him. All my acquaintances, he didn't call them friends or family. He said, I know what they are. They watched for my stumbling, saying perhaps he can be induced. Then we will prevail against him and we will take our revenge on him. But look at verse 11. This is when you shout, church. But the Lord is with me as a mighty awesome one. Touch your neighbor and say, the Lord is with you. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. For everlasting confusion will not be forgotten. 
do me a favor and encourage your neighbor. Say, neighbor, today I need to push you further out of your emotional breakdown. This is not the time to break down. This is the time to break through. Father, in the name of Jesus, customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, that we would move and walk in what you have ordained. We thank you for giving us strength. We thank you that you are with us. And if God be for us, it does not matter who, what, where, when, what is against us. Speak today in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. As you know, we are in our series, Emojis. And emojis are symbols that illustrate emotions. And our emotions can change, cause us to act strange, cause unnecessary pain and problems. So in this series, we've been confronting and conquering emotions so they do not conquer us. I need to stress to you, as I move hastily through this message, uh, that Wednesday we began learning the anatomy, which is the study of the internal workings of an emotional breakdown. You've got to get part one because today I'm giving you part two. Say, I need part one. Us all understand part two better. Uh, last Sunday, we learned that God is transforming you into his image daily. Say daily. And you need to know transformation is a process, not an event. That's why your neighbor keeps getting frustrated as they think it's an event, not realizing it's a process that I go through day by day, moment by moment, second by second, decision by decision. And in any transformation, just like if you were transforming a home, transforming a car, transforming a relationship, sometimes there are breakdowns. And in our humanity, those breakdowns are in our emotions, and that's part of the process. And in fact, if you pick a name from the Bible, the process of confronting an emotional breakdown is the same but the anatomy that is the study that is the internal workings of each breakdown can be different for each person see you and your neighbor are going to have a breakdown but the way the breakdown happens are different and here's what you need to be excited about is there's nothing wrong with you being a human sometimes that's just part of the human experience that's part of the process of transformation stop thinking you're not a good christian because you had a breakdown stop thinking you're not on 10 because you had a breakdown put a name in this book and everybody had a breakdown even Jesus had a breakdown and said, I feel like giving up, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And if Jesus had a breakdown, you're going to have one too. But not only did he have a breakdown, he had a breakthrough. And you getting ready to have one too. Shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say, you're going to break through this. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you just because you had a breakdown. Everybody has one Wednesday, we reviewed the anatomy of Jeremiah's breakdown, uh, which was caused from a mixture of self-doubt that ultimately came from him trying to help people that didn't want to be helped. And his breakdown is chronicled in the book that bears his name, Jeremiah, and in the book of Lamentations. Lamentations, to lament, to mourn, to cry. But interestingly enough, that word Lamentations in Hebrew translates to the word how. Say how. That's how most emotional breakdowns begin, from unanswered questions. Why did they do me like this? Why did they treat me like this? Why did they say this? Why did I do this? Why am I dealing with this, Lord? How is this supposed to change? When you have unanswered questions, that becomes the genesis of an emotional breakdown. Are you here? And when there are unanswered questions, our emotions sometimes become around. Have you ever noticed that when you figure out why the what's not as bad? But as long as you're still trying to figure out why and how, you're like, what in the heaven is going on? Have you ever met somebody that when they understood, they were good, but when they did not understood, they were totally messed up, jacked up, tied up? How did I make this mistake? How did I have this failure? How did I end up in this situation? How did I lose that? How did I lose this? Whenever there are unanswered questions, that is the genesis of an emotional breakdown. So touch your neighbor and say, let's answer the questions. If I answer the questions, I can now solve the riddle. If I solve the riddle, I can now come out of the breakdown. 
Because listen, as long as I know Jesus said, listen, he said, listen, son, uh, uh, he says, listen, uh, for three days, it's going to be rough. It's going to be painful. Calvary's going to be painful. They're going to beat you. He said, but let me tell you why. If you can deal with that at your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and your name will be greater than every other name. David, you're going to have to fight Goliath. But what am I going to get for him? Let me tell you why you got to fight him. Because if you beat him, you'll qualify for the throne. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? If you answer the question, you can come out of the breakdown. Well, today, if y'all will run with me, church, we can answer every question so you can come up out of your breakdown. Touch your neighbor and say, you're about to get some answers. So watch this, watch this. Unanswered questions are the genesis of every emotional breakdown. And watch this, when we're trying to answer the questions, our emotions become erratic. That means they become uh, turbulent and inconsistent. They become evasive. They start dealing with pretend issues and never deal with the real issue. And they become enigmatic, which means they become mysterious. Because they're trying to answer those questions, but they're not qualified to answer those questions. And when we're in our emotions, we often do things that we ought not do. And we'll look back and say, why in the world did I do that? You ever done something you're like, that's not even me to act like that. Why did I do that? That's not even me to treat this situation like that. Why did I do that? Because your emotions are trying to answer questions they're unqualified to answer. Jeremiah's breakdown, if you look at it, in Jeremiah 20, verse 7, it says, Oh, Lord, you have induced me, and I was persuaded. Let's see how bad his breakdown gets. Now, watch this. Jeremiah's the man of God. Say he's the man of God. This ain't no regular dude. This is the man that speaks on behalf of God. Why is this significant to know? Because if he had to deal with it, Touch your neighbor and say, you will too. That's just part of the process. Uh Watch this, watch this. Uh, Oh Lord, you have induced me and I was persuaded you are stronger than I and have prevailed. I'm in derision daily. Everybody mocks me. When I spoke out, I cried out, I shouted, violence and plunder. Because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. He said, listen, I'm doing what you told me to do and it seems like stuff gets worse. It seems like when I start acting right, doing right, praying right, giving right, things get worse. Anybody can testify to that in here. Have you ever been in a conundrum and the conundrum is, God, when I was out of order, it seemed like stuff was working. But when I got in order, it seemed like stuff getting messed up. Touch your neighbor and say, that's just part of the process. Uh, watch this, uh, watch this, because we got to get your perspective fixed because you're looking at it incorrectly. Uh, look at verse 9. Then I said, he, uh, Jeremiah conspires internally. He says, I'm not even going to make mention of God anymore, nor am I even going to speak his name. He said, I don't even want to say his name. I'm so much in a breakdown. I don't, watch this, I don't even want to pray. I'm such in a breakdown, I don't want to command my day. I'm such in a breakdown, I don't want to say thank you, Jesus, to nobody. I'm such in a breakdown, love God, love people, love life, the heck with that, the heck with that, the heck with that. I'm so much in a breakdown, I don't even care if I'm shalom anymore. I'm, so, I'm not preaching to anybody. You ever been in such a deep breakdown that you were like, I don't even care about what I should care about anymore? He conspires internally, and he says, I'm not even going to say his name anymore. I don't even want to hear that name, because when I hear that name, all it brings up is shame. When I hear that name, all I'm reminded of is pain. When I see that picture, all I remember is problems. When I, well, I'm not going to say nothing. When I think of that situation, all I do is get sad. When I think of that scenario, all I do is suffer. I don't even want to say his name anymore. But what I love about it is, even while he was having an emotional breakdown, watch this, something shifts in himself. Watch this. He says, but his word was in my heart. A heart in Hebrew means mind. He said, his word was in my mind like a burning fire. 
watch this, and it was shut up in my bones. Watch this, step down and say the anatomy. Why would he say it's shut up in his bones? In other words, he says, listen, the reason I'm going through this breakdown is because the structure and setup of my life needs to change. Your bones represent your structure. Your bones represent your setup. What he was saying is, is the fires in my bones. In other words, he was saying, my breakdown is revealing to me there's some messed up stuff in my setup. What are you trying to say, Bishop? I got people I'm calling friends that are really foes. My setup's messed up. I got mentalities that I need to change. My setup's messed up. I got folk I need to kick to the curb, but I keep pulling them close. My, me- my setup's messed up. I got some mentalities I need to change. My setup's messed up. It ain't the problem. The problem is how I'm handling the problem. My setup's messed up. It ain't that I need more money. I need to just manage the money I got better. My setup is the problem. But then watch this, watch this, watch, watch the back and forth, watch the back and forth. Because you think from that moment forward, Jeremiah's good. Let me show you the anatomy of how a breakdown works. You'll have moments where you get it. Then you'll have moments like where you act brand new. Acting brand new is acting like you don't know what's really going on. Look, look at verse 10. He said, for I heard many mocking, fear on every side. What, what's he in now? What's he been in? Emojis. He's a report, they say, and report it would be. All my acquaintances watch me uh, for my stumbling, saying perhaps he can be induced. Then we will prevail against him and take our revenge on him. How many decisions do you make simply because you're trying to prove stuff to people that ain't got nothing know-how? You're trying to prove something to somebody that ain't got a window nor a pot. Y'all not saying nothing? He says, listen, all these folks are looking. And he said, and the more they look at me, the more I get stuck in my emojis because I'm not looking at God. I'm not looking at God's word. I'm looking at these, these folk. Had to put my 915 filter on. Are you still here? Look at verse 11. Now, watch this. So he goes from fire to I'm looking at all these folk. And so they're keeping me in my emotions because I'm trying to prove something to them. And truth be told, they ain't got nothing to wear. I need to prove none of them know how. How is a 10 trying to prove something to a 2? The lion ain't sitting up worried about the sheep. Y'all not saying nothing to me. There's people you've been looking at where you've been giving them too much power in your life because you've been upgrading them to levels they haven't achieved yet. But, but watch the back and forth. He says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty awesome one. So see the back and forth. See, in a breakdown, there's going to be back and forth. I think Aaliyah said it like this, back, back, forth, forth. But she didn't get it. I, I think Cameo came out with it, back, back. Oh, this is Denver. Cameo was a band that existed years and years ago, like soul, funk. But okay, watch it. Forgot, I apologize. I apologize. What's it? What's it? What's it? But the Lord is with me like candy. Okay, okay, watch it. All right. Ow. Okay, watch it. Verse 11. But, but the Lord, what's candy? This year, this year going to be candy for me. It's going to taste good for me. going to taste good to me. Whatever you've been in that's bitter, it's getting ready to turn into some candy. Y'all not saying nothing. Ow, it's getting ready to taste good to you. Touch your neighbor and say, it's getting ready to turn for you. Yeah, it's going to be sweet after a while. Show here. After a while, it's going to be sweet. You ain't going to be crying about that no more. In fact, you're going to look back and say, that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Yeah. But back and forth. But the Lord is with me as a mighty awesome. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed. But who the persecutors? The guys he was just talking about that he called acquaintances. I don't have time. 
and will not prevail. They'll be greatly ashamed. They will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will not be forgotten. Look at verse 12. But, O Lord of hosts, that's God who fights for me. Say, he's fighting for me. You test the righteous and see the mind and heart. Now, notice the, two, the words are separated here. Normally, heart means mind. Here, the words are separated. Why are they separated? There's a bifurcation, meaning they're split. Why are they split? Because he said, not only do you test, watch this, the conscious mind, you also test the subconscious mind. Bishop, what do you mean? There's stuff in you you've learned how to hide from you about you. I wish I had an honest church. There's certain stuff you lie to yourself about, and you've been lying for so long, you've actually started to believe your lie. Y'all really going to look at me with that tone of face. Touch your neighbor and say, you got something too. There's something deep on the inside of you that you tried to hide. But Jeremiah says, Lord, not only do you test what I tell you, but you also testing all the stuff I've been lying to you about and I've been lying to myself about. Because sometimes when you say I'm on 10, you're calling things that be not as though they were. I wish I had a witness. Sometimes you're speaking it by faith because you're like, I don't feel 10. I don't see 10. Don't look 10. Ain't nothing on 10. But I just, he says, I got to move. Watch this verse. He says, and you see the mind and the heart. You see the conscious mind, subconscious mind. Let me see your vengeance on them. Wait a minute. Lead a verse up. He said, Lord, maybe I'll feel better if I see you put a hurting on them. He said, maybe I'm going to, I wish I had a witness here. Do I? Let me prophesy, let me talk about myself. Sometimes the reason you get pulled into emotional places is because you're like, Lord, why you ain't hurt them yet? That's fine. I'll go by myself. That's all right. <laughs> Preach, Bishop. Yes, sir. Jeremiah says, first, leave it up. Jeremiah says, he says, Lord, I need to see you hurt them. Because you not hurting them makes me think you don't care about me. And I didn't want to help that so-and-so anyhow. Y'all going to look at me like that? You ever done something that you believed was the godly thing to do, but you didn't want to do it, to only have it backfire, and then you're like, no witnesses here. God, I'm almost out of time. Watch this. He says, let me see your vengeance on them. I pleaded my cause to you. Say he's in his breakdown. He's going back and forth, back and forth. Look at verse 13. Now, now watch this. He says, Lord, if you'll let me see that, I'll be good. Look at verse 13. Look, look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. Uh, verse 14. We'll skip to 14. Curse be the day in which I was born. Wait a minute. Fire. You fight for me. Lord, hurt him. You ain't hurt him yet? Curse the day I'm born. I'm trying to help your neighbor understand why they've been like this. No witnesses? None. I'm trying to help your neighbor realize that while they're in church, they're excited. They're on 10. And then it seems like as soon as they get in the car, I, I ain't preaching to nobody. As soon as they walk in their office on Sunday, Monday, I'm trying to tell you why. It's revealing to you that you're just having the human experience of an emotional breakdown. And if it happened to Jeremiah, touch your neighbor, say, it can happen to you. He says, curse be the day in which I was born. Let the day not be blessed in which my mother bore me. Verse 17, because he did not kill me from the womb, that my mother might have been my grave and her womb is always enlarged with me. You know what he's saying? He's saying, God, why didn't you just kill me while I was in the womb? Now, he just finished talking about, Lord, you fight for me. 
Lord, you do all this for me. And now he's talking about, Lord, I wish I could have died in the womb. Look at verse 18. Why did I come forth from the womb? To see labor and sorrow that my days should be consumed from the womb? He said, why did you even bring me here for this? You, 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 ever, you, ever, you ever been like Peter, stepped out of the water? Stepped out on the water and been like, okay, God, all right. And, and okay, God, all right, God, all right. And then you look around and you're like, why did I even do this? Let me talk to a woman in here for a moment that's been pregnant. You, you ever, you ever, you ever... In the middle of your carrying your child, thought to yourself, I wish, I wish I had an honest lady. That's about as much as I can relate to you as it relates to that. That's about as close as I can get to that experience. Thank God I'm a man. Bless his holy name. Because I just, I just said, I ain't doing this today. You just, just, just your spirit's in the earth. Just be released because I, yeah, I ain't going through all this. Just, <laughs> just. Receive the flow of the Lord, because I, I know. And the book says that when a woman's in uh, labor, it's painful. And the whole time she's in labor, she's trying to answer, why? Until she looks at what she's been laboring for. And in one moment, the pain is gone. Listen, what's about to happen? You're about to look at what you've been laboring for. And all of that pain's getting ready to be gone. Touch your neighbor and say, you're not breaking down, you're breaking through. So when we look at this, watch this. Jeremiah's going back and forth. Jeremiah's going back and forth because I got to move hastily. Let me just tell you why. It's because his vision is off. He's not seeing things properly. It's not what you're looking at. It's about how you see it. It's not what you're looking at. It's about how you see it. Now, I've taught you that before, but I need you to check out why sometimes breakdowns last. Sometimes they last because your vision is still off. If you were to look at Jeremiah's life, in Jeremiah chapter 1, we do not have time to go there. You would see that one of the first things God did was give Jeremiah a vision test. He said, tell me what you see. And Jeremiah saw right and the Lord said, fine, I'm ready to perform my work. Which tells us that Jeremiah's vision was going to be necessary for him to survive the terrain of what he was assigned to do. Let me say it another way. Jeremiah, if you don't see where you're going, you'll get stuck where you're at thinking that that's the end, which will create a breakdown for you. Are you here, church? Touch your neighbor and say, get your vision together. All right, watch this. We can look at the same principle from another. Uh, we can look at the anatomy of Elijah's emotional breakdown, which we looked at. Elijah was a Tishbite of Gilead, which meant he came from a monument of accomplishment. And despite the suggestion of his accomplished past, he starts experiencing failures. It's one thing if you've always been a zero. It's another thing if you've had some success. And let me tell you, I don't care how you feel. You've had some success. You've beat some statistics. You've overcome some stuff in your bloodline. You've already broken some generational curses. Do you not understand you being in church has already broke most of the generational curses on your bloodline? Look at your bloodline. For most folk, you're the first one in your bloodline that's been as faithful and been as dedicated. You done already broke some curses. Elijah begins to experience now. He's got an accomplished past, but he starts experiencing some failures while obeying God. Wait a minute. He's doing what he's supposed to do, and he still goes through a breakdown. I'm trying to help somebody understand that you're not exempted from a breakdown just because you're doing things correctly. Because I know how most of us think, Lord, if I do everything right, everything right, right? No. Sometimes things go left. 
even though you're doing right. But you stay on the right so that you don't get left. Are we, did we end up at the same destination? Well, I said, see, when people give me direction, they'll be like, oh, just, just go southwest. Right, listen, say, look, man, is it next to the Popeyes or what? I, I went here on southwest and go, go about four blocks. I went, listen, is it next to the 7-Eleven? That's all I'm trying to figure out. All them lefts and right, I don't want you to get left. Now, watch this, watch this. Say, he's obeying God. So he goes to the brook Cherith, which means a place of separation and cutting. Then he goes to Zarephath, which means a place of refining. And ultimately, he has a showdown with a spirit that was released in the earth to assassinate him and his assignment. That's what he sent to the earth to do. It was the spirit of Jezebel. And you need to know, I said this on Wednesday, but i got to say it again today. It's not been the people you've been dealing with. It's the spirit that's in them that's been sent to distract you, then assassinate you. Let me tell you how valuable you are. You were looking at that and watch this and just thought, wow, this person, I should have, I let a bad person in. What you didn't know is that, watch this, you had a spiritual ISIS that had set up an assassination attempt on you. Can't get nobody saying that? That's why the scripture says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You're not fighting people. There is something behind them that you're really dealing with. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, which is why if you're honest with yourself, if you look at a lot of the people uh, that have been in your life over the last few years, they've really been recycling of the same type of person. And the reason is, is because that spirit has been trying to come at you different ways. It, it came in this package, didn't work. 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 So, so, so watch this. It, it figures, it, it, uh, if we can, we, watch this. Elijah wasn't even expecting this. He wasn't expecting this. In fact, he was on an emotional high. And when he's on an emotional high, he now gets into a showdown with the spirit of the assassin that was coming to take him out. And eventually, Elijah goes on the run. He starts out handling it right. The first thing he does is he do, he's very spiritual. So he starts out right, like your neighbor has been doing. You know what? I'm discouraged. Ooh, let me put in a message. You know what? I'm discouraged. Let me put on lift him higher. I'm discouraged. Let me play new anointing. But then watch this, watch this. But you don't shake the discouragement. Why? Because, watch this, I'm going to come back to this principle. Because you keep looking at the problem. Because you're still trying to answer questions. And I'm not talking about looking at it constructively like, how do I not do this again? You're looking at it trying to go back and fix it from today and go back and fix yesterday. There's a difference between looking at an issue to get better for the future than looking at an issue to mourn over the past. I know I said something. I wish the rest of the people in here knew I said something. Well, uh, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He starts out spiritual. Say he starts out spiritual. But then eventually, watch this, watch this, his emojis send him into a self-created wilderness and he isolates himself, prays to die, and says he's no better than anyone else in his bloodline, although he was. And he didn't want to do anything but sleep under a broom tree, which is a juniper tree, which is a gin and juice tree. That's what was used to flavor gin. So the Bible's inferring that Elijah didn't. Now watch this. Here he is, another man of God. This ain't no regular dude. This is a guy who calls fire fall from heaven. So if he had a breakdown and he has the authority with God to call fire from heaven, touch your neighbor and say, you might have one too. 
So as he starts emerging, I got to move. As he starts emerging from his breakdown, he breaks down again. And he goes into a cave and he seemed free, but he was still really bound. And the Lord eventually asked him, what are you doing here? Which is really God asking Elijah, why are you still acting like you don't know what's really going on? Why are you acting brand new? Why have you been handling this like that? And Elijah's response, watch this, is that he tells God how zealous, how passionate he's been for God and how alone he feels. Watch this. Although he wasn't alone, he felt alone. But he reveals, I'm going to preach right through here. I'm going to have to close it right through here. Uh, but he reveals the emoji he's been choosing. What's the emoji, Bishop? Loneliness. I want to preach. Elijah was not alone, but he felt alone. He had servants with him. He had sons of the party. He had all these people around him. But he was like, God, I feel so lonely. Well, wait a minute. Maybe the reason you feel lonely is because you walked into a cave and said, don't nobody come in here. But his emojis have him thinking that the cave is his destination. His emotions have him thinking that the cave is his final place of operation. And so he's in a cave and he says, God, I'm all alone. Don't you care about it? And God says to him, you're not alone. Why do you keep seeing it this way? Because of his vision. It's not about what you're looking at. It's about how you see it. I could reverse it. It's not about what you're seeing. It's about how you look at it. Either way, the principle is the same. Are you still here? Loneliness is a dangerous emotion because it jades how you see things. It ruins your vision. Can I, can I, I'm going to have to end it here. If we were to look at the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 1. Habakkuk is having a breakdown. Habakkuk chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 4. Write it down. Go in your own, your own time. Look at this. The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. Now, here it is. Another man of God. <laughs> Quiet, church. Which, which, which means, uh, uh, what's this? If the superman of the day had some breakdowns, touch your neighbor and say, stop beating yourself up. If even Superman had a breakdown. No, because you'll never get free if you keep putting your foot on your own neck. You'll never come out of your breakdown if you keep putting your own foot on your own neck. Are you still here? Habakkuk chapter 1. This was the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? He's in his emojis. And look what he says to God. And you won't even hear. Question, then why are you talking to him? Because his emotions have him looking at things incorrectly. Have you ever prayed and been like, God, if you're real, listen to yourself. God, if you're real, well, you must be a schizophrenic if you're talking to somebody you don't know to be real. You know he's real. Your emotions have just got you looking at things incorrectly. He says, oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not even hear, even cry out to you violence, and you will not save. He said, God, I, I, made, my pray I made my prayers sensationless. You ever met a sensationalist where the earth was falling? Like they're running you, child, did you see that pennies had a sale on girdles? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a dream team thing. Okay, what's this? Well, watch this, watch this, watch this. You'd be like, so you set me up like that with all of that sensationalism just to tell me something that insignificant? Look at what Habakkuk says. God, I got sensational with you, and that didn't even work. I started telling you, God, you better do something by 5.30 today. Because if you don't, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
7.30. Well, you still ain't done nothing. I just don't know what I'm going to do. But I trust you. I wish y'all would be honest, church. Doesn't even say be honest. Say, you know you've done that. You know you've done that where you put these ultimatums on God and be like, God, I need to flip the lights on. Just let the lights turn on in the house today. And I said, I'll know you with me if the lights just flip on automatically in the house. Lord, if you really love me, let them call me by 4 o'clock. Lord, if you're really for real, tomorrow by, by, by 11.35, let my bank account increase by $10,000. If you really love me, God, you don't love me. And if you haven't done that, lay your hands on your neighbor because apparently you're more spiritual than them. I'm joking. Don't touch them. <laughs> I got to finish this. What's this? Verse 2. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry? You're not here. I even cry out to you and I get sensational. I start just getting real extra with it. And you still won't save me. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. Look at this church. I got I to quit right here. He says, he says, Lord, I'm emotional because you see all of this and you're not doing anything. Doesn't it sound just like what Jeremiah said? Doesn't it sound like just like what uh, Elijah said? Which is revealing to us a principle that they're all trying to answer questions. And they're break down last because they're not getting the answer they want to hear. Ooh, but today. Man, I'm going to have to finish this at 11.15. But watch this. Habakkuk 2.1. I'll give you as much as I can. Habakkuk 2.1. Look what he says. He says, I, now, now, watch this. Uh, he says, uh, God, he does all that complaining. He does all that emotionalism. And then Habakkuk chapter 2, look what he says. I'm going to stand my watch and set myself on my rampart. Verse 1. And watch to see what he's going to say to me. And what I will answer when I am corrected. Come on, put verse 1 up. Say, say corrected. Say it again. Say corrected. Now, now, now watch this. I need you to get this. Habakkuk 2, verse 1. Verse 1, Habakkuk 2. Amen. Thank you. And what I will answer when I'm what? Corrected. You ever been to the, to the uh, optometrist? Oh, let me translate. This is Denver. America's best or something like that. Uh, you ever been? Now, watch this. What, what, what are contacts and glasses called? Corrective lenses. What are they trying to tell you? You're not seeing stuff right. And because you can't see stuff right, you can't be trusted to walk. Watch this. Watch this. There, there are even, watch this, on your license, they will even say that certain folk are supposed Don't, you cannot drive without them on. It's quiet. Some of y'all been driving and you ain't had your glasses on. That's why you've been crashing. That's why you've been making mistakes. That's why you've been failing. But today, with the 30 seconds I got left, I announced that some corrective lenses are coming your way. Lay your hands on your eyes and say, be corrected, be corrected, be corrected. Well, I says, he says, uh, and I will see what I'm correcting. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. He said, you keep forgetting it because you don't keep it in front of you. 
You keep your betrayal in front of you, not what I promised you if you could survive it. You keep your pain in front of you, not the promise I gave you behind it. You keep your issue in front of you, but not my word in front of you. You're keeping the wrong thing in front of your face, so you need to be corrected. How about your neighbor say you need to be corrected? Look at verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets so you can start running. He says, because the reason you've been in a breakdown is because you don't feel like you've been making progress because you've been walking when you should have been running. You've been taking baby steps when you needed to be taking some big old leaps. Are you here? All right, so watch this, watch this, watch this. Say, it's not what I'm looking at. That's the problem. It's how I've been seeing it. All right, so, so let me give you these three things. These three, these three things. These three things. Say three things. All right, there's there's three basic uh, there's three basic main issues that come with vision. There's three basic main issues. The first is nearsightedness. It, 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 in, in nearsightedness, it makes stuff in the distance blurry. What, what's this? What are you trying to say? Say vision is the problem. See, you stay stuck in emotional breakdowns because you look at things incorrectly. Elijah didn't look at the fact that he had just taken out 450 prophets and look at the fact that Jezebel was going to die and Ahab was going to die. It was a matter of time. There's some stuff you're dealing with and you say, why hasn't it happened yet? It's just a matter of time. Sometimes a God will allow an enemy to live just so they can see you do well. And then he'll say, now they've seen enough. Take them out. Which means, uh, watch this, when you're nearsighted, you can't see things in the distance. Me, naturally, that's what they say. Notice how I didn't own that for myself. All right, all right. So, so when I wear contacts, I need to wear contacts because stuff way out here, right here, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. But without them contacts in, just a blur. Just one just big old blur. Well, watch this. When you're in an emotional breakdown, you can't see beyond the breakdown. Everything's a blur. Let me prove it to you. People say, so tell me what your plan is. I don't know. What are you going to do? I just, I don't even know. Well, how are you going to come out of it? I, I just don't even know. Well, what, what, what are you going to do? What are, you, what are your steps? I don't even know. Because the future looks like a blur to you. Because you were counting on that to be there. Now it's gone. Now they're gone. Now the situation is different, so everything's a blur. I got I to gotta quit. I got to quit. Farsightedness. Farsightedness is when you're so far in the future, nothing in the present is accomplished. So you, your, your issue when you're farsighted is you have a difficulty seeing things close up, so then you do this here. You understand when you're farsighted? Okay. Any people, well, that's what the doctor has said concerning you? Don't own it. Just say that's what the doctor said. Any farsighted? No farsighted folks? So, then near, so all y'all got 20-20 vision. Okay, so look at this. <laughs> You've been trained so well, you won't even receive false. Like, no, I did not. No, 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 sir. How many of you don't know? Because you ain't been to the eye doctor in about <laughs> on 10. You ain't been about 10 years. You're just hoping and wishing everything is good. You're with Lord touch. Okay. This point, when you're farsighted, stuff like this you can't see. So you ask somebody like that, watch this. I'm, fin I'm finna, I'll know I hit your role. Because, because you'll shout, you'll clap, you'll do something. When you're farsighted and you have a vision problem, you'll be like, okay, so tell me what you learned from this situation. I don't care. I just got to move on. <laughs> tell me where that went wrong. It doesn't really matter. I just got to move on. You're, you're farsighted. You don't pay any attention.
attention to what's going on. So watch this because you're so stuck in the future, you pay no attention to what's happening in the present. You're just trying to escape the situation. You're just trying to escape the moment. I don't know. But tell me, but what, you know, but I always like to ask people, but tell me what you learned from that. And whenever somebody's answered to me is, you know, it just, I just got to move on. I just got to move forward. I just, life is, I just got to keep it moving. Right, in circles. Because you ain't learned nothing. So you're going to be back around that mountain again. You'll be coming around the mountain when you go. You'll be coming around the mountain when you go. You'll be coming round the mountain. You'll be coming round the mountain. You'll be coming round the mountain when you go. Hey, bless his name. Okay, what's it? <laughs> you know, somebody, if you came into Pentecostals, everything had to turn into, what's that name? It did, okay, what's it? Last one. Watch this. Last one. Astigmatism. I have to stop right here. Astigmatism. Say vision issues. Remember the principal church. Why were the men of God? These were men of God we looked at. I, there was one more I didn't get an opportunity to look at today who was not. Uh, we'll have to do that at 11.15. Why did, they, why did they get stuck in these breakdowns? Why did they go back and forth and back and forth and up and down and left and right? Why did this happen, church? It happened because they had vision issues. They weren't looking at things properly. Their perspective was off. Yeah, let, let me let me prove this. Anybody got some, some money in a bank account? Okay. Let's try this again, church. So here's how it works. I ask you a question. <laughs> you give me an answer. Anybody got some money in a bank account? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Have you ever lost $20 and been in an emotional and forgot you had 20000 in the bank? See, what you should have did right there is say, yes, sir, I received that. I, that has absolutely happened to me. That's absolutely happened to me. Here's the point. Your perspective went from big things popping. You took your face off the big picture. You ever had, there's, a, there's this thing I do. Uh, uh, um, there's this thing I do. There's this thing I do. Uh, open most folks use devices, so I won't do it. Um, uh, let's do it like this. Everybody, get your giving envelope in your hand. I'm not going to take an offering. Get your giving envelope in your hand. Get your giving envelope in your hand. I want to show you something. Got it? All right. Now, read that. Read, read um, just read. Uh, uh, see, it says tithes, offerings, first fruits, all that. You see all that? It looks, you know, it's got this great promise on here, Malachi 3.8, all that, and wonderful legal disclaimers, et cetera. Now, here's the point. Say, my giving opens up the blessing opens up favor all right now check this now put a little dot on it write a little dot on this envelope write a little dot this is a revision of this put a little dot on it okay if you don't have a pen your neighbor has a pen if your neighbor doesn't have a pen find the lady on your road with a backpack and she's got pens for the entire church and peppermints too probably all right, all right, all right. Just having fun, church. All right, you did that? Fold the envelope up. Fold it up, fold it up, fold it up, fold it up, fold it up. Okay? You got it folded. Say, I got it folded, Bishop. Okay, open it up. First thing you see. Dot. How out of that whole envelope, the first thing you see is the dot. Because sometimes we develop astigmatism. 
What is that, Bishop? It is your inability to, to properly focus on the correct point. You got all these other great things happening in your life, but you pay, paying all your attention to the dot. You got all kind of great victory happening, but you paying attention to the dot. You had a great week, but you paying attention to the dot. You further now than you've ever been, but you've been paying attention to the dot. Well, I came to tell somebody, change what you've been looking at. Stop paying attention to the little things knocking them. Pay attention to the big things. Mister, what are you saying? Touch your neighbor and say, get your vision corrected. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.